Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on Wednesday, 30th of August. I've just done the whole of this podcast on a microphone that didn't work, so rather irritating. Doing it twice, so this might be a little bit shorter than usual. A good day in the market today. Two things driving that. A good rally on Wall Street, which I'm sure you've seen. Dow Jones up 300, sorry, 293 points, but the Nasdaq up 1.74%, S&P 500 up 1.45%. Driving that has been some economic numbers which were weaker than expected, which have have driven a risk-on rally and peaked out the bond market in the short term. Quite a marked drop in the bond market. 10-year bond yield sort of down 11 points, basis points. And suddenly everybody's thinking, oh, maybe these PCE inflation numbers tomorrow night in the US and the jobs numbers on Friday are going to be good as well as the market's going to take off. Our market was up 51 yesterday. It's up another 70 today. We're 2.8% off the bottom. And apart from the US bond market optimism, there are a couple of other things running in our market. One is the Chinese appear to be making strides, more convincing strides to stimulate their economy. You've probably seen that Chinese mega banks, as they call them, have cut mortgage rates and deposits in an attempt to boost economic growth. You've also seen Chinese talking about speeding up its fiscal spending to boost the economy. And there are suggestions from some economists that this will bottom out the resources sector and is the beginning of a pipeline of measures that could improve China sentiment with obvious implications for our market, particularly resources. And our resources sector has not been performing particularly well recently, so time to have a crack. The other thing driving our market today, apart from Wall Street and apart from Chinese optimism or hopes for Chinese optimism, is the inflation number today, which has just come out. It's better than expected. This Australian inflation, July CPI, 4.9% down from 5.4%, and the forecast was 5.2%. So our market, which was up about 60 points, is now up 77. Just a little bit of inflation froth on today's market. Net result of all this, we are not, or I'm not going to sit here with my hands tied waiting until things are obvious. It's all a matter of risk appetite, isn't it? I have a fairly high one. I'm not sure that we could talk about the interest rate peak yet convincingly, but there's enough evidence there and a little bit of momentum after a couple of good days to suggest we should get involved. So I'm having a trade in the ideas portfolio and also ahead of the dividend on September the 7th, I am buying BHP for a rally. As you probably know, I've already bought iron ore stocks, Fortescue Metals, Champion Iron and Mineral Resources for a trade in the ideas portfolio. In the one stock portfolio, I'm now buying BHP hoping the same thing happens to them and hoping that this turns into a more meaningful rally rather than a one-day wonder, which is by no means guaranteed. So just trading for the moment in the ideas portfolio... I am also adding an exposure to a risk on rally and hopes that bond yields have peaked a little bit. And the most obvious exposures for that is big tech. And our big tech sector is a small tech sector. And it's a rubbish sector anyway, because it's got five rocks in a sock that push the index around. So not buying the Australian tech sector, but buying the US tech sector. We could buy the NASDAQ. We could buy the more boring IVV or SPY 
high ETFs which cover the S&P 500 or by the NDQ NASDAQ ETF. But this is a trade. So let's get a bit of bang for our buck. I am buying the FANG. I don't imagine we will have the sort of luck we had last time buying the FANG. This is, I think, more of a short term trade. But buying the FANG for a trade, which of course is the big 10 or it's not actually the biggest 10, but it's 10 big, big tech companies in the US. You should all be familiar with them. And I'm also buying, if we really want a little bit of bang for our buck, and you don't need to do this, it's a question of risk appetite, but buying LNAS, long NASDAQ ETF. The LNAS goes up, if the NASDAQ goes up 1%, LNAS goes up 2 to 2.7%. So it's a bit of a geared play to the NASDAQ. It's already popped 4.8% today after last night's 1.7% rise in the US. So we've missed that, but I've bought it effectively on the open in the ideas portfolio today. So having a trade for LNAS and FANG in the ideas portfolio, that adds to our existing trades in the ideas portfolio, which are coming alive, thank goodness. And buying BHP in the one stock portfolio, haven't bought Macquarie in the one stock portfolio yet, and still sitting in cash in the strategy portfolio for now. Need a, I'm trying to pick the bigger pivot points in the market. This is a bit short term so far. May well be the beginning of a meaningful pivot point, in which case the strategy portfolio will get involved. But for the moment, it's a little bit cute. Let's just see if the PC price inflation numbers tomorrow night in the US are any good and if the jobs numbers on Friday night in the US are any good. The implication from the bond market move in the US last night is that they should be good. We will see. Certainly, if you notice, the chances of a rate rise at the FOMC meeting on September the 20th, which are already very low at uh, 22%, they've dropped from 22% to 13%. So clearly the bond market, those percentages, by the way, are not odds. They are derived from bond market interest rates. Bond market is telling us through its own pricing the chances of rate rises from the Fed. So the chance of a rate rise at the next Fed meeting dropped from 22% to 13.5%. And the chance of a rate rise at the meeting after that on November the 23rd fell reasonably significantly from 62.3% to 47.4%. There's a chart of the drivers of that optimism, which was the Jolts report last night in the US, which is job openings. They're coming off the top quite savagely at the moment, lowest since March 2021. And the other indicator overnight was a lower than expected consumer confidence number. So all this could be blown out of the water, this new narrative. I may be just imagining it that bond yields are peaking, but the new narrative is that the bond market's flipped to glass half full and similar messages on inflation peaking and jobs weakening would turbocharge the markets a little bit. So we're positioning for that. And we do have a jobs number, a private sector jobs number tonight that could start us off or keep us going anyway, making a few moves today. Other things worth mentioning in the ideas portfolio, mineral resources was up is it 8% yesterday. We're up 6.3% on that trade now. Fortescue Metals, we got burnt. We were down 6% in two days on Fortescue Metals. We're now back to square. I've never seen more ugly broker views on a stock than the current Fortescue Metals opinions from brokers. The average target price is what? Something like 18% below the current share price and almost everybody's a seller. But the share price is going up. And as I've said a thousand times, what brokers think of 
about commodity price-driven stocks and what PEs and yields are on commodity-driven stocks are almost irrelevant. What drives the share price is what happens next. I particularly wouldn't take any notice of broker target prices or recommendations because they are based on assumptions and they will only be right if the assumptions are right. So if a broker is good at picking the iron ore price, copper price, coal price, you can believe their BHP recommendation. But a lot of brokers in the resources sector do what I call back casting instead of forecasting, which is they are constantly adjusting their target prices and recommendations to account for what has happened rather than what is going to happen. So I'm guessing if the iron ore, not guessing, if the iron ore price went up, they'd all be upping their recommendations on Fortescue Metals and we'd all be screaming at them why they were telling us to sell them. Anyway, getting back on track in the ideas portfolio, CSL now almost flat as well. Just ResMed there down 6.7%. Thanks for that. Some other quick things. Telstra's ex-dividend today, Wes Farmer's ex-dividend today, Woolworth's ex-dividend tomorrow if you want to pick up a dividend. And also there's a buy signal on Coles. Coles has just dropped 12% on results. Bit of a overreaction. It's a big, boring quality stock with a reasonable sort of 5.7% yield, is it? It's slow growth, but some growth. If the game is spotting stocks in a sentiment hole, it's in a short-term sentiment hole just ahead of going ex-dividend on Friday. If you're after a dividend, it might be worth buying it. It's taken a bit of pain already. That's coals we're talking about. Plenty other of plenty of other stocks going ex-dividend tomorrow. Woodside, Treasury Wine Estates, Whitehaven Coal, REA, mentioned a few. Results running out of steam today. Brambles and Flight Centre have results today. Brambles up 5.2%, Flight Centre down 4.1% at the moment. Borrell hit a, it's been on my 52-week high list for some days now. Borrell on its year's high, down 6% today. Kerry Stokes is 7 group has sold a few shares as a very big holding it's not really material but enough to knock the price off its 52-year high today. So waiting for the PCE inflation numbers in the US tomorrow night. There are some jobs numbers tonight. The main jobs numbers on Friday, we've got an FOMC meeting next Tuesday. We've had a good CPI number today, which takes the pressure off the FOMC, almost certainly likely to do nothing. We have bought BHP in the one-stock portfolio. We've bought Elnas and Fang in the ideas portfolio. Waiting for a little bit more evidence to get the strategy portfolio involved. I have updates of the Marcus Today long-term portfolio, long-term growth and income portfolios in the newsletter today and from now on every day. I'm trying to get to some stock takes. Results season keeps me so ridiculously busy. I'm not really finding the time. I do have Oliver joining me as an analyst on September the 12th. He will be taking a bit of the pressure off me and Matt and Henry. Henry on holiday as of tomorrow, gone for a few weeks. So I'll be running the small company's portfolio. Might just take a few of those losses, Henry. Sorry about that. And that's about that. As I leave you, our market up 77, led by resources. Gold having a good day as well. That's about that. You have a fabulous day today and I will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow.